0: Hello, and welcome to Off the Grid. I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen. I'm David, and?
0: With us today is a very special guest. Hi, I'm Trent. And uh, you know, on this special <laughs> podcast, a side project of Stasis Pod, I uh, will be going episode through episode through, ah, uh, sss, Gridman.
2: <laughs> s- like a oh. snake.
3: That's what I'm reading here. There are
0: four S's, and then there's a period, and then it's (sighs) Gridman.
1: Kind of, yeah.
2: You know, occasionally I, like, I try to think, I'll just, like, get stuck in trying to think of how to explain something to, like, my coworkers, for instance, who have just a functional knowledge of, you know, 90s things and also random other things. And I I don't even know how I would begin to explain any of this,
3: like what, how
2: this ties into to what we're doing, what superhuman samurai cyber squad. Was. All
0: right, I I think we we should leave the initial explanations to David, our resident anime neak. Uh,
1: yes. Well, uh, first, um, Trent, our friend, uh, plug yourself oh. before we get into this. What's going to be an hour-long podcast, probably.
4: Okay, well, hi, I'm I'm Trent Troop. Uh, I've been a fixture, lamprey, some kind of growth on the Transformers <laughs> community for, since like 1995. Um, I've done a variety of official work uh, through fun publications, a bit through Hasbro, actually. Uh, if you liked RID, you're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes
1: we'll yeah. get there eventually.
4: I also do uh 3D printing on Shapeways through uh it's the store name is Trent's Workshop or Prize Inside. And I am also one half of the Isle of Rangoon, which is a puppet-based riff and review series on YouTube. I play a Which does uh,
1: many weird things. Well, I you, play, you play several characters and also a puppet.
4: Yeah, I play several characters. I'm myself. I am the uh uh, the malicious malefactor, and I am Starchibald, uh, who is a sort of neurotic little uh, lizardy salamandry froggy type thing. And uh, Greg Seppelak, uh, who a lot of people know as M. Cipher, uh, he plays. He's the other half of the project, and he is the uh, the more cheerful of the duo, the uh, bright yellow monster, Sunny Jim.
1: Uh, uh, might I recommend on Isle of Rangoon, um, the Deadly Games episodes, which are an insane treat of a lost TV show, that, that recently got a DVD release. What the fuck did you do, Trent? <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
4: I can only hope that that's somehow my fault. Um, cause- It, it feels
1: like it. <laughs> cause, like-
2: <laughs> I don't know. I saw, I was in Walmart the other night and I saw a DVD release of Mutant X. <laughs>
1: well okay weird things are getting more released but
4: but yeah like the, like the beautiful thing about deadly games is that like i i after well let's see it would have been it was a 1995 series on the upn so like basically almost 25 years after it airs the last episode that was ever filmed which the producer says was his favorite episode finally gets to <laughs> see be seen by people. And that <laughs> And I found out about the uh I found out about the DVDs because the creator of the show had caught wind of the reviews and came and tracked me down and uh thankfully did not hit me with a tire iron, which would be my first guess. <laughs> but instead uh, he apparently had a great he has a great sense of humor about it and uh gave us a heads up about the DVDs and was kind enough to answer a lot of questions about the production, but I've been low-key obsessed with that show well, since it aired. You're
1: lovingly poking <laughs> at it. A show I never freaking heard of, because apparently I got UPN later than that. I uh,
2: heard oh. of it, but only because UPN... We had a UPN station here that was one of the two, maybe three channels that showed... I guess two channels that showed syndicated cartoons. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there were commercials for it in the middle of ExoSquad. Yeah, oh, I w-
4: certainly, certainly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, in case anybody's not familiar with it, it actually, it's, actually, it's, it weirdly is relevant to Gridman. That's right. Uh, in premise. <laughs> Kinda? In that, uh, yeah. there, the, the premise is that, uh, this guy develops this revenge fantasy, uh, video game and a mad science accident brings the villains to life. And he has to fight them using the esoteric rules of uh, it. Kind of plays like a Zork level adventure game, and the amount of that is not explained anywhere. What What are you expecting yeah. to make money off the hint line? <laughs> <laughs> wow,
2: that uh. So it was. It was one of those shows where where the thing was writers don't understand computers well.
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Actually, that yeah. sounds like one where the writers actually probably understood
1: computers for a change.
4: Oh, it they don't, Just they don't. Okay. In one of the upcoming yeah, episodes, they, they actually, the premise, but they uh, in one of the upcoming episodes they talk about they actually talk about how big the game was, and it's four <laughs> uh... terabytes. Wow! In nineteen ninety five, and we know it's nineteen ninety five because they reference Bill Clinton being president. So it's not like it's set in a nebulous future. <laughs> it's it's set in the now in a four terabyte game a year before they introduced the first one terabyte drive
1: that I mean My on the one God. hand that's ridiculous. world of but,
2: Warcraft is 50 gigs and that's just huge
1: but like but the game itself as it's played is just reality. there's no real digital elements it's photorealistic shape. So it makes sense it would be big, but even for them, that's ridiculously big. <laughs> yeah, have fun playing it on know. your cray. Yeah, it, <laughs> nothing can play it. I mean, even now, shit can't play it. Well, yeah, I couldn't play it now. My it
2: big hard drive is two terabytes.
4: But yeah, it, it has the theme of, of digital things coming into the real world, and it has the theme of petty revenge. So uh, oh, good. I, I yeah. think that's a segue.
0: Yeah, so allow me to explain this yes. as well as I, a Rube, can so, in Japan, <laughs> oh, there yes, is... Oh, yes, I'd
1: love to see you explain it. <laughs> there is a
0: long-running series of, uh, of shows, the Ultraman series. It's about a yes, a, a superhero, Ultraman.
1: Well, a, a series of superheroes named Ultraman, right. most of them from uh, Nebula M78, like, I think. Like, there's a
0: different Ultraman every series, mm-hmm. more or less. Yes. And they fight a bunch of, you know, kaiju-type monsters.
1: Yes, aliens and... It's
0: kind of like Power Rangers if very... there was only one Power Ranger. Yeah. It
1: yeah,
2: kinda, it's, Yes. basically, it's, it's a guy in a suit and some, like, styrofoam sets of buildings and another guy in a big rubber monster suit, and they punch each other.
4: <laughs> and yes. if um, modern audiences may actually be more familiar with the concept if they were fans of Ben 10, because the Ben 10 Alien Way Big was a direct homage slash lift of Ultraman.
3: Hmm.
0: Huh. Yeah. And so in the nineties, uh one of like you know, one of these uh Ultraman series was Gridman, which was about like a like sort of internet themed. hmm
1: Uh well calling it an Ultraman series is correct and incorrect at the same time. Okay.
3: It's so it, by the same company. So it was like a spin off?
1: well it uh, Hard to, I think originally it might have been intended to be an Ultraman series, but it's it's called Gridman. It's not related in any way, and has never been referenced as far as I know in any Ultraman shows. But he freaking looks like an Ultraman in a digital world.
0: So there wasn't a, an episode where like Ultraman meets. Oh hey, it's my friend Gridman. How how are those internet crimes doing?
1: As far as I know, no. As far okay. as I know, it, it, there's no relation officially. And but it, like, like, so
2: it's basically. The same production company did a similar show, but not actually connected.
4: One can kind of see the re- it's uh, it's sort of like um, perhaps comparing uh, Adventure Time and Bravest Warriors. Okay, very yeah. similar themes, very mm-hmm. similar art style, very similar concept. Kind of can be seen as parallels of each other, but in different settings. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And anyway,
0: this just so happened to fall in the midst of Power Rangers mania, which was gripping the nation. Yes. And so everybody and their brother was trying to introduce their own Power Ranger ripoff, including the company that produced Power Rangers itself. which <laughs> uh, it was, <laughs> it's a couple it was producing here. these similar VR troopers.
4: Nobody uh, yes. knocked off Power Rangers like Bandai. Oh, no. Man, they—they <laughs> they were like Hanna Barbera, just trying to recreate that Scooby Doo magic. Just yes, how many mm-hmm. teenagers in a in a talking thing can we throw at the wall? <laughs>
2: yeah. Let's give this group a shark and man, Jabber Jaws. Really Sadly, awesome
0: I don't think there was ever a, a Power yeah. Rangers series where they were also in a band.
2: <laughs> oh, there should have been. Huh.
1: That would actually be a really cool theme sh- for one. <laughs> like, I'm not even sure that Super Sentai's ever actually done that.
2: I kind of wonder if maybe that's because, like, in the 90s, being in a band was a much darker concept than it was in, like, the 70s. I
1: don't know.
0: You you know, you had your your tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills.
1: (sighs) The worst of the bunch.
0: Oh, USA Network. And you had the Americanized version of Gridman, which was Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, and that is Cyber with an S
1: <laughs> for reason. Which I would argue is the best of all of them because it it takes itself just seriously enough.
0: And that was, I believe, it, that was on a network. They
1: cast Tim Curry.
0: That was, yeah, that it, had it, a little it, money hits. behind it. It had, uh, it was on like NBC yeah. or ABC or something on Saturday mornings. They... No, it was syndicated. Was it syndicated? Yeah, it
4: was syndicated. Okay. But it it hit that uh the title hit that teenage mutant Ninja Turtles sweet spot. Oh yeah. Where it, yes. it's like you you have already been by, by the time you've gotten past the door, you know not to expect anything that makes a lick of sense. Yeah. You're just like Yeah. As <laughs> I remember the show was kind of like uh uh Boy Meets World meets reboot. It was
0: <laughs> And yeah. indeed, it starred uh, Math- Matthew Lawrence, the brother of Blossoms Joey Lawrence.
2: <laughs> Same hair, yeah. They've got the the mm-hmm. family hair yes. resemblance. And
0: you know, it was him. It was his teenage friends. Um, the bad guy was voiced by Tim Curry. In what I like, I uh, I can't remember the show. It wasn't like actually Tim Curry in a suit or anything, right? He was just James Earl no. Jonesing it. Yeah, it was right. yeah Jones-ing he was James Earl Jonesing it over voice. the
4: Japanese footage and the stuff they did for reshoots and Kilocon. Uh,
0: yes, and the opening narration was by uh announcing legend Gary Owens, uh a- aka <gasps>
2: Space
4: Ghost. Yes, yes,
2: original Space Ghost. <laughs> the evil
4: Kilocon lives inside computer circuits. <laughs> Have you guys seen the uh, the fan, like, uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad opening for Gridman? I did see that. Yes. yes. Oh, it was yes.
3: so good. They, they got this so guy
4: that could good. do a really good Gary Owens. The evil Alexis Carob lives in computer circuits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so I, too, good. live in
4: computer circuits.
0: And like all great uh, series with extremely unwieldy titles, it had a re- completely ridiculous theme song.
3: <laughs> the evil Kilocon lives
0: inside computer circuits. With the help of Malcolm Frink, he creates megavirus monsters to attack electronic systems. Meanwhile, a freak accident turns Sam Collins
3: into Servo. His friends join forces in their samurai's attack vehicles. Together, they transform into the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Superhuman Samurai. They're gonna amp it up. It's a They're gonna rip it up. A hero always makes the
4: Superhuman samurai. Yeah, I I I Not to be nationalistic, but I prefer the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad music to the opening to the current anime. I mean
0: Much includes, catch here. It
4: includes the <laughs> lyrics, we're gonna amp it up. Kick some gigabut. <laughs> hey, yes, I will. Yeah,
0: it's I, corny. Okay, I'll agree
1: on that because the new Gridman show theme songs eh. it's corny. it's corny, but it, it tells you what you're getting. But it's not as corny as the original Gridman theme song with uh the chorus refrain of "Baby Dan Dan."
0: <laughs> so who who is Dan?
1: <laughs> Nobody. Know. It's just it's just Baby Dan Dan or Baby Don Don. It it's they're just singing words. It oh. means nothing. He's just this guy. Also,
4: for the fact that the, the the theme song is ultra corny, but it does have, like, one beautiful line, which is, the hero always makes the cut, which, <laughs> yes. as a lover of puns and multiple entendre, I find that beautiful. Because, and, of course, that's... he has
0: a sword, because he is a superhuman samurai.
4: Yep. Yes.
2: Yes. I, I, uh, I would like to mention that the... Uh... <laughs> Pretty much the only reason I am familiar with things like Matthew Lawrence's hair, uh, <laughs> is currently, uh, there's a streaming service called Pluto TV.
3: Oh, uh, I love Which them. is
2: free. It's, it's ad-based, uh, and one of their kids' channels will occasionally just show big chunks of that. Nice. So, uh, I, I've had it in the background, uh, just while I was doing other things within the last couple months and, and that came on and, now I know more about Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad than I previously did. Because my previous knowledge came almost entirely from KB toy shelves.
0: Anyway, so the, the premise of this show was that there was this uh this this guy, the the Matthew Lawrence guy, who somehow got computer powers in order to fight uh KiloCon, who's like a sentient computer virus, who was in league with like a, a weird computer nerd, and together they made computer monsters. That uh uh Matthew Lawrence as servo had to fight inside the computer.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is
1: almost exactly the same thing that's in Gridman, the original in Japanese. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, probably I... some changes, but it's it's minor enough, it's the same basic thing. Kid fuses with hero, friends help out, summon giant robots. Annoying weird nerd with glasses creating monsters to create havoc. In appliances,
3: oh. so I'm not sure if that was
2: in the
1: Japanese part.
3: Yeah,
2: according to the Wikipedia page, which I read as research prior to this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> uh, it was actually unusual in that the Japanese production company was pretty closely working with the American with with Deke, you know, mm-hmm. big Ooh. Deke energy, uh, and and so the stories are actually fairly similar. Uh, so you get, like, the American parts are, you know, done by Americans, or possibly Canadians, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, the storylines are similar, and the characters are actually pretty similar, so, yeah. It's actually not just, like, Power Rangers, where it's just totally made-up stuff, and here have some footage of people in suits.
1: (laughs) Well, as time went on, Power Rangers ended up copying more of the Japanese episodes, like, almost directly, but- grid uh, superhuman samurai cyber squad was also like a dozen episodes longer than Gridman man by reusing the same footage ah.
2: i appreciate that there was an episode of power rangers where the first half of the episode was entirely informing people of american viewers what a pachinko machine is <laughs> because then they had a pachinko machine monster that wouldn't have made oh, any yeah. sense yeah. Without explaining what a pachinko machine was.
3: Oh
4: well, I mean, uh, when I was a kid, the the Japanese cartoons that were, they didn't bother like just trying to explain anything. They just threw you in the deep end because uh, they were <laughs> translating those things an episode a day <laughs> yeah. to make sure they hit that fifty two episode syndication number. But <laughs>
0: uh... so my... So yeah, this this series sort you know, it sort of came and went. I guess it wasn't it wasn't immensely popular because there was no subsequent
1: Gridman series. Uh okay, that's Super kind of the thing. Superhuman Samurai.
3: I, as far as I cyber know, they squad. wanted to do
1: more superhuman samurai cyber squad, but there was no follow-up series in Japan to have a show from. So that didn't happen, but there were plans for a second series in Japan. Yeah. Called See, that's- um Gridman Sigma. They actually, they designed the Sigma suit, as far as I know, that may, and they created the name for the new villain, Alexis Carib, and as far as I know, that's as far as they got.
3: Yeah.
2: See, that's part of why this show is so weird is because it's, like, an anime by a pretty A-list studio based on some show that no one really cared about that much.
0: (laughs) It would be like if, uh, say, like a a big American animation studio decided just to do, like, a new series of Inhumanoids or something.
1: (laughs) Right? Yeah. Well, it's got, like, um, the the director of the show, um, Akira Amemiya, I think I got that right. Yeah. Akira Amemiya, like he was offered or like Trigger was offered to do a show by Subaraya, the people that own Ultraman and Gridman. And he's, he wanted to do an Ultraman animated show, but they didn't do that because there actually is an Ultraman animated show based, based upon a recent manga coming out. So they gave him two options, two other options. Andrew Mellos, a thing that is barely known in Japan. Cause I think it was only a manga or a in magazine story thing. It never had a show hmm mm-hmm. Or maybe he did have a show, but nobody in America knows what the fuck it is. Or Gridman. <laughs> so he picked Gridman and did oh what was it, uh a Japanese animation expo. There was a series of like animated shorts that people were doing mm-hmm. for like some festival or something. Like was it, two or three years ago. And he, so he did a short of Ultraman for that, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so from that and that that even referenced uh Sigma. I think Sigma showed up at the end of that. It's been a while since I Sigma it. Sigma Six. No. So from that they made this, and it, it's wonderful madness. Yes,
4: it really is. <laughs> I I I have to appreciate that there that this is the first one of the first times I've seen where a Japanese studio is bringing back a classic series. And they're referencing the heavily edited American version in the title. Because that... Yes. I know it's...
1: It's... Well, th- that's the thing. This this show is almost nothing but... Re- like, you would expect... Okay, they're going to make reference to the previous Gridman episodes and some Ultraman illusions because it's the same production company. Mm-hmm. But that it's referencing the American show in the title. And in later episodes, they're actually reference characters from the American show in attack names oh. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, combine that with the fact that uh, Akira Amemi uh, loves Transformers yeah now he has a desk full of transformers <laughs> it, the references yeah like now so many
0: that, that so leads me lovely. to my next question here now we're we're, we're normally a, a Transformers podcast correct
1: yes yes usually except for I don't an, know this is my first discussion. time here is, is there some sort of uh... <laughs>
0: is there some sort of Transformers aspect to this show? He asked, knowing the answer.
1: (laughs) Well, well, one of the main ones is in the original Gridman, um, there was one of the combined robots, tri or something? Anyway, one of the robots looked a lot like Optimus Prime in in coloration and shape of the head. Mm -hmm. And that was, of course, in the little animated short. And this show... All of the character outfit designs, most of their personalities are based upon Transformers. But color decos. But, but not, not just, just like regular ones. Not mainstream Transformers. No. Like the main cast the main character is he's got he's got shoes that look like classics cliff jumper. And he's got little horns in his hair. That, that, that's red. Okay, and and then his best friend um, looks, well, you'd think at first, like, drenched by his color screen. No. Shattered glass sideswipe. And then... I mean, listen, nobody would of the immediately think of drenched. it goes to the school. Well, no. I, but it's, I might. It's, it's Thank the you. <laughs> but most of the cla- cast that goes to this high school, they're shattered glass transformers color decos. Oh, now, if, <laughs> if, only, if, if only we, we had we somebody rug.
0: here to to explain to us what shattered glass transformers are.
2: Hello. Yes. Talk to <laughs> us about Shattered Glass. Take it away, shattered
4: Trent. Hands. Anyway, <laughs> uh yeah, um like I said at the top of the top of the hour, I always wanted to say that. Love NPR.
3: Anyway, <laughs> Good job.
4: as we said at the top of the hour, I did work do a lot of work for Fun Publications. And some of that work, um sort of the when I things really got rolling was with the launch of Shattered Glass, which was a A mirror-mirror-type take on the Transformers concept. Now, Fun Publications came up with this idea. Um, Now, I will say state that for three years I had been putting mirror-mirror Transformers on my forms when turning them in at BotCon, but we can't (laughs) prove influence, so we'll just say that it happened regardless. Anyway... Uh, they, uh, Greg and I were brought on to do a April fool's day comic in which we did this heavy G2 comic inspired with references to pretenders way over the top, super tongue in cheek, corny version of shattered glass. And the idea was just to make it as wild and crazy as possible. And, uh, we released it and everybody bit on it. And pe- they thought it was, like, leaked pages from the official comic and everything. Everything we wanted. The problem was that people really liked the tongue-in-cheek version that we did. Because it was... Yes. Uh, what is that word? What was that word? Something I told... <laughs> I, I don't
2: think I know this word. Something honestly. I told Pete
4: we needed it every time. Fun. Yes, it was fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is.
4: <laughs> And so uh, Greg and I were then brought in to do a little bit of dialogue punch-up to the comic book that was being released to line things up a bit more. Because the original version was a much more Star Trek, the original series, shattered, uh, mirror-mirror type thing. Very serious, very, uh, very kind of by the numbers. And so we came in with like, okay, no... Shattered Glass Rodimus has to talk like Vinny Barbarino, and, <laughs> uh, like...
2: The mustache. The
4: mustache, yeah, But bada-bing, bada-boom. Yeah, it's a joke, right? Wicked. And, and so we go in, and we're like, no, like, this guy should be Ben Crosby, and just, uh, <laughs> and over there, like, and... Bing Crosby? Uh, big Daddy. Uh, Shattered Glass Big Daddy is based on Bing Crosby.
0: Hmm. Noted um, historical villain, Bing Crosby.
4: <laughs> well, well he, I mean. he's he's kind of Bing Crosby, but he's more Taz's dad from Tasmania. Um, yeah. I mean, he's no Frank
2: Sinatra. He's never had a man killed that we know of.
4: <laughs> but uh, we were we were playing off the the whole uh, sack of oranges kind of angle. Yeah. Bit. But um, yeah. W- so we went in and we did th- we did the punch up on the story, and we wound up doing the text stories, which were. We were playing with the idea of it being like this is some other universe's like eighty nineteen eighty four kids cartoon was how we were kind of mm-hmm. playing it. So we, we we recast everybody. We shuffled Optimus Prime and Megatron off to Cybertron because they were more interesting to like Pete and them side of Fun Publications. And everybody's seen Optimus and Megatron fight a hundred times. So
2: so many yeah. times.
4: So we wound up like. The Earth, the Earth Decepticons are being run by Hot Rod, and the 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 Earth uh, the Earth Autobots are being run by Starscream, and we just had fun with it, and that wound up becoming one of the more popular corners, uh, although a little bit controversial. There's a lot of people who don't get the joke, and a lot of people who don't like the joke. You know, everybody's mileage is going to vary.
2: What is joke? Yeah. But <laughs> Jokes were fun. the thing
4: we weren't expecting was for Japan to go nuts for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I feel like Devo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> much like, uh, much like <laughs> Tom big, Waits, yes. you're big in Japan.
4: Big exactly. Side.
1: Yeah. That Japan really knows about shattered glass is weird enough on its own, but that they effectively take those characters and make a high school anime out of them oh mind-boggling
2: i think my my i would just this is why spoilers are such a thing it's because imagine being the first person or just imagine watching this without knowing that ahead of time and just being like because you can sort of give some plausible deniability at first but i think Basically, his his friend Utsume, uh, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, his friend's uh, T-shirt, just like, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's Utsume. Yeah, it, holy moly! He has a teal shirt with an eight on it, which okay, it, it's a purple eight, but it has a slash in it, exactly like SG um, sideswipes, side like swipe. Autobot symbol. It's and it's he's nuts. got the stripes he's yeah. oh,
2: got the darker the, green stripes
1: the main girls one of her best friends side characters has a little hair clip that is an energon chip mm-hmm. oh, it's, a cyber it's not key. altered it out it, it's just an energon chip it, it, it's just straight
2: up cyber key yeah it's shattered,
1: shattered glass, glass
4: cyber star scream cyber key yeah uh, <laughs> it's,
2: it's just a cyber key
4: um the the one that gets me cuz this is the like there because of the way I influence shattered glass like a lot of the the deco mm-hmm. stuff that I'm responsible for is repurposings and okay. things like that. Yeah. So like the things I can claim kind of direct influence over here are the girl with the shattered glass th- with the uh Action Master Thundercracker jacket. I
1: uh, love oh my that god, jacket. the best thing in the jacket.
4: show so <laughs> Action Master Thundercracker being shattered glass Thundercracker was from our mini comic. That was with one the, of the fucking wish I
1: had that toy. The
4: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Mango
2: Blasters or the Mango. yes,
4: <laughs> The Mango Blasters. And the I
2: love that cuz it was a typo but it was so much <laughs> so oh, appropriate. Oh, so
4: perfect. <laughs> and the so other one is uh the girl that's got the the uh the cold mask who is based on shattered glass soundwave. She has that green green hair tie. And yes. uh this is this is my like my one fun anecdote about the whole thing: the green <laughs> bandana for Shatterglass Soundwave is like 100% me, and that's because Yay! one year uh, in in college, we went and saw one of those like Masters of Butt Rock mass concerts, where <laughs> yes. it's like all the 80s hair bands like all together, yes. and it was like Warren, Winger, Winger was there. Um, <laughs> was Trickster there? No, it, I think it was Winger. A uh, quiet riot, uh, poison, and Cinderella. Oh
3: man! Huh?
4: And we saw them in Kansas, and because it was the year after the tour where Poison had the bright green bandanas, those were half off. So that was the piece of merch I got. Is there was this bright <laughs> green do rag with Poison on it, like you know, this bright lime green do rag, and I was like, "This is the that was my sort of like trophy from the event." <laughs> and so we're coming up with the idea of what are we going to do with Shattered Glass Soundwave? Because in the original comic, he never says anything. He's just kind of a background character. And I went, well, if we're recasting this like, uh, a, a, like G1, where it's going to be a cartoon, the kids are going to want a buddy character like a bumblebee. So what if mm-hmm. it's like the cool rocker dude? And uh the Surfer Guy. And so and uh Greg kind of suggested making him like Val Hallen from The Justice Friends. And uh we just came up with this idea of this sort of like the 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 rockin' like the rockin' older brother type character, and that was what Soundwave was gonna be. I have no mouth and I must rock. Um <laughs> And so like to reference my poison bandana, because clearly poison would be the type of band uh, that, uh, that Shatterglass Soundwave was be into, I had this whole thing, mm-hmm. like in the introductory comic where he gets his earth mode, where he, there's this tarp and he makes a a, a bandana. I hadn't specified, make this a Brett michaels s do-rag in the, in the script. <laughs> yeah. So the artist interpreted it more of as a Ryu type thing, like the, the mm-hmm. long tassel thing. But that's where the green do-rag thing comes, the green headband comes from, that became this girl... In this Ultraman spin-off anime <laughs> series, head like, hair tie. It's so
3: it's,
2: random.
4: Yeah, it's... I
2: mean, it's not, but I, it I is. am the
4: butterfly flapping its wings at this point. Like, yeah. what random comment on Twitter do I have to make for them to bring back <laughs> Deadly Games? <laughs> <It's just> like,
2: <laughs> I mean, I feel like you've really done all you can to that. It.
0: It's another thread in the rich tapestry of life. Yes.
1: Yes.
4: Always reach for your stupid, stupid dreams, children.
1: Anyway, that's a lot of preamble. Yeah.
4: Yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, we, we will dive into the episode now, which opens with just a bunch of shoes lying around. I didn't quite understand It this. opens
2: with cicada sounds, because it's very important that anime open with cicada sounds. Did the
0: rapture
1: happen? No, th- I mean, there's just lots of scenes, like well-painted backgrounds of scenes of a school to set the scene. And then we see little little signs, hey, I made this, animated by Trigger, we're... Mostly guys who used to work for Gynix before Gynix became a little too weird and started their Yay! own company to be more mad by doing things like painting and stocking and kill a kill. Or wait, no, no painting <laughs> and stocking was still Gynix, I think. Yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, yeah, the establishing shots, they're little Twin Peaks. Yeah, and, and then we cut to a girl with pinkish purple hair on the top of the school overlooking all the students doing their whatnots. And then there's a little twinkle in the sky that splits into multiple twinkles. And it goes BOOM! And it goes That's black. The, the the lights in the sky are Gridman. Oh.
0: So then we, we cut to our protagonist, who is a uh, cliff
1: jumper.
2: <laughs> He's got, his hair horns
1: are so cute. Yeah. Uh, he's he's uh, waking up on a couch,
0: and uh, I believe his name is Johnny Utah.
1: <laughs> uh, well, it would be in uh, the American version. Um,
4: I, I know this from the uh, the fan dub the fan dub trailer. It's Utah Utah Hibiki. Yes,
1: <laughs> I mean his yeah. the
0: voice actor is
1: <laughs> he, he is a little Keanu Reeves sounding. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Did everybody else watch the English dub? I watched I the did. dub.
2: I. Yeah. Watched okay. the English,
1: the official English sub. Okay, so so somebody else has seen the sub. I watched the sub when it first came out, and, and this is a... I
2: I didn't watch a fan sub. I watched like the Funimation <laughs> no, Crunchyroll sub.
1: Well, the the Crunchyroll sub. the 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 weird thing about modern, well, first a few years ago when like Crunchyroll started and became official, we're getting official subs like the day after an anime airs, which is still a weird thing to adjust to. But now we're at the point where we're getting official dubs within a week. (laughs) Yes. That's bizarre. Yeah, I didn't
2: even realize that we were to the point, like, I didn't think they even bothered to dub things until, like, they had been out long enough to know Uh, someone was going to care.
4: You kids nowadays, I swear to God. Because in middle school, I was... talking
0: about how she had to uh, walk uphill both ways. I was trading... By a VHS. I was
4: trading fourth generation s baldrick fan subs
1: <laughs> mm. I didn't go that far i I just I, knew a guy who dealt in anime tapes in college.
2: I had a vHs tape with life can be sacrificed for peace on earth <laughs> it was oh. three raw headmasters like Japanese headmasters episodes life can be sacrificed for peace on earth three or four dubbed victory episodes and then it turned into the the episode of wild cats that had been
4: recorded over i think i had the exact same tape <laughs>
2: <laughs> quite possibly <laughs> oh. but yeah it's i remember even like i w- i was gonna say not that long ago but then i realized that i was talking like 13 14 years ago <laughs> so actually a while ago it being really interesting to have like magazines where you could read about what the upcoming anime season was going to be, like, cause it would all, it would be a good year or so at, at least until stuff would come over here. Uh, so yeah, that's really weird that the dubs come out. I didn't, that's the thing. I didn't even think to see if there was a dub. <laughs> cause I didn't think there would be a dub of a what? three week old yeah,
3: they're on episode 30. five yeah oh. the so
2: back in my day in <laughs> you had to decide if you wanted the sub or the dub because only one soundtrack was on that vhs tape and it was thirty dollars yeah. for two oh, episodes
4: god, yes, so you I were remember getting that. both of them god you're also old <laughs> heroic legend of arslan man and the
1: japanese one was usually more expensive for some reason
4: mm-hmm.
3: i'm so old
4: uh, I I would like to say in in uh, in Cheers to the Dub, the person who is dubbing Alexis Carib's voice does attempt to do a very good Tim Curry impression.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah, nice. it's pretty Even good. Even the Curry Japanese
2: does. voice sounded a little like trying to do a, a Tim Curry voice, <laughs> but you know, speaking
1: Japanese.
4: Well, who doesn't want to be Tim Curry? Wow.
1: That's true. Crab, I forget. Um. They may be trying to do, uh, Norio Wakamoto in Japanese. Or, wait, I forget. Maybe the, the Japanese, I don't know. I, I didn't look up everything. There's, there's so much information. It's hard enough trying to keep the names straight because for the weeks it's been on air, my brain has just been, been reading the Transformers names and, and tweeting about those. Yeah, I mean, so that's actually cool. learning the Japanese names. I have a cheat sheet for that. Yeah, pretty I'm pretty much just funny. doing that.
4: Which
2: was great when you got to the, to the fan
4: service. <laughs> Uh, When does that stop on Uh, this show?
1: Well, it it depends upon how you define fan service, but the the
2: I'm I'm talking about the breast bikini
1: vacation episode, episode five. We haven't gotten there yet. That's there's there's a lot of Optimus Prime's front windows in that episode. (laughs) Yeah, uh, episode Uh,
0: five. We're already on bikini vacation.
1: (laughs) That seems fast. Well, that's usually where it happens. No, not well. It's only going to be like twelve or thirteen episodes, so it's not that fast. You have to get the basics yeah. done. These and like days,
2: that's not as fast as it used to
1: be. Four or five, but by then, you're getting the, the vacation y episode before things get really serious. So, anyway, um, Cliff Jumper, uh, Utah wakes up on a uh, couch and looks around, and the girl's listening to. Was she listening to music? I forgot in the beginning of the episode.
0: I don't think she has earbuds in at this point. She does later on. But I guess he just wait, like wait, collapsed. Wait. He has no idea where he is, uh what his name is, where he even lives. And- yep.
2: He has amnesia and he's on like this girl's couch and she seems to be I don't know, sundere towards him. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, Very they're
3: really unsuspicious.
2: Thinking. Maybe not Dere. Just just the soon soon, I think. Hmm. She's just like eh.
0: So anyway, it turns out that they are in, uh, where it's like a, like a junk shop? Or an- slash antique yeah, shop? That
2: her mother at least owns.
0: Yeah, so you see her, uh, her-
1: A junk, junk shop slash, there's actually a bar in there?
4: Uh, <laughs> like a junk shop slash Which- coffee bar. If they had had such yeah. things when I was a teenager, I would have been just a pest.
2: Oh my god! I want to open one of those
1: now. It <laughs> sounds amazing.
0: And and what's the deal with this mother and her one eyeball earring?
1: Yes, um, I think that's a reference to a character she voices in a different show. Uh, I think. See, this the is the one just eyeball earring is weird. Such a mass of references. But like, the girl is a reference to Shattered Glass Soundwave or um, Shattered Glass Megatron, right? And her mom is G1 Megatron. Oh, okay. <laughs> she has an apron with like the little belly
0: The sort of filigree back. thing?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah. No, she, uh, the, like the buttons that were on G1 Megatron's like sticker belly. I think it was stickers. Oh, yeah. Like, there's those, like arrows yeah. and things. Yeah, they're on the apron. Why? <laughs> why? I, mean, why? I, know I don't life, know why. Well, it's Christian. Like every character's like, why is this character a reference? But they're all references. Anyone who gets yes. extended screen time of any type, that's a character from Transformers. Or something else. So,
0: so he, you know, he passes by this, uh, this old ass Commodore 64 looking computer. Uh,
1: it's a piece of junk. It's so antique. Called junk from the original Gridman. It's the same junk computer. Mm-hmm.
2: I figured. That is kind of, uh, as an old person i i sort of appreciate and at the same time do not appreciate them being like oh, what's this old garbage
4: i had one of those new no. yeah,
2: i wish i had one of those when i was in high school
3: so they that was
4: like oh go ahead Oh, I was just going to say, it's like, junk looks like a third of the computers I inherited from my dad.
2: (laughs) It actually reminded me a little bit, uh, but but it was a bit bigger. But there's this old, it was like the first portable computer, and portable should be in finger quotes because it was like 25 pounds. Like
0: portable meaning you could fit it in a car. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yes,
2: and, like, it had a front panel that came off, and that was the keyboard, and it had a little oh my. screen, and it had the two floppy drives next to it, and I basically, I had one because <laughs> there's a house near me where I don't even, it wasn't a yard sale so much as just someone who had taken over the house was cleaning out the basement and putting things on the front lawn, <laughs> and so I just carried it <laughs> off. <laughs> And oh. that's that's a little of what it reminded me of, but Vicker.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it starts talking to him. There the uh, the image of this Ultraman looking guy comes comes on the screen. It says that he's Gridman, the Hyper Agent.
1: Yes, uh, the title of the original show. And he's not in Gridman colors, he's in uh, sort of decepticon roll out colors with purple and teal.
0: Yeah, I was thinking um well I guess um what's his name? Uh I was thinking a little Dreadwing or Dreadwind. It's probably
1: a reference to something, but there are so many references in this show, I cannot keep track of all of them. Yeah. So I just skipped this one. (laughs) I
0: I, I need, like, the pop-up video version of
4: this.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And, like,
4: trying to trace what the Transformers reference is with white, purple, and teal.
0: Yeah, that's... Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's it's a reference to the year 1988. Yeah, pretty
2: Yeah, well. <laughs> I was gonna say, especially when you get a series that's, like, drawing so much from a, a particularly, like, G2-influenced mm-hmm. series. Yeah. Also, I really liked, just as an aside, I really liked the first uh, wave of Power of the Primes where you had, like, a Dinobot, and then you had Dreadwind. And these <laughs> Two toys that were clearly influenced by very different periods. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just in the case together.
1: Anyway, so Utah Cliff Jumper is seeing Gridman on the screen of junk. Uh the girl, um Rika.
0: I I think so I I was just calling her Megatron, but
4: sure.
1: Yeah. Is... Yes, it is Rika. And there's this odd there's this really weird editing where they're having a conversation about him seeing stuff in his amnesia in front of the computer. Like, it's skipping frames. That the first time, and even rewatching it again in the dub, it feels like it, it, my internet is fucking up on me. The way it's well, I think sort of the stops.
2: idea was that it was they were just, and I I think it worked for this. Though, admittedly, my eye was a little distracted by subtitles. It's mm. basically a scene of the two of them, like. Arguing, and you gotta punch that up and make it vig- visually interesting somehow. Yeah, it's got
1: the. It, it's just
2: that, like so that sort of punctuated their, you know, their dialogue is having them, you know, move suddenly like that to, to go yeah, along with their their sudden talking. It's just the it was It
1: doesn't it doesn't quite work in animation. Where if that was done in live action, it'd make more sense.
2: I liked it. It was art.
1: It bugged me. (laughs) Megatron's mom, Megatron, sounds weird in English because in Japanese she has sort of like a nasally and slightly annoying voice. In in English she just sounds like a normal lady.
0: Yeah, and uh, I guess I don't watch a lot of anime. It's very weird to hear a lot of these American-accented people refer to each other by extremely Japanese names.
2: Eh, I'm used to yeah, anime enough
4: at yeah. this point. To... Yeah, that's
1: that's how it rolls. You kind of have to yeah. eat with that. It like, as long as they're not using honorifics too much in English, that comes off as bizarre sometimes.
0: And also, I mean, clearly, I they also don't sound Canadian enough. <laughs> <laughs>
2: also, yeah, I Canadians. I just double-checked online and the computer i was thinking of it was just called the Compaq portable
4: oh, <laughs> oh. oh compact i miss you so
0: <laughs> so anyway he, he goes outside he you know she can't see anything that's going on on this screen and he goes outside and speaking of things that he can't that she can't see there's also like a giant ass mecha godzilla outside
2: Yeah, and it looks a little like maybe it's just a cloud formation, but then the lighting changes, and you can see that it's like an actual kaiju. Oh,
1: speaking of cloud formations, there's a really thick mist outside, concealing the kaiju. Spooky mist. There's a giant monster in the mist, and there's a boy (laughs) with amnesia in this city, which is... That's spooky. two references there that aren't intended, but I feel them. Well, one of them actually...
0: Wait, were they references, references to? Silent Hill?
1: Um, The movie The Mist. Oh, The Mist. With, <laughs> which has monsters in The Mist. And uh, I, I was referencing a city of amnesia, as in Big O.
3: Oh. A city where
1: people <laughs> lost their memory, but have been going about their daily life. Oops, mm-hmm. foreshadowing. Maybe... The as to the, <laughs> anyway, so as
4: the, to the giant yes. monsters, I have theories. <laughs>
3: <gasps>
4: yes. Well, the currently her, the uh, Rika's theory is
0: that this guy has a head injury or something. He's just tripping balls.
3: Yeah, she takes him <laughs> I
4: to mean... a hospital. Yes. That is a reasonable also, assumption at this stage.
2: Hospitals
4: close? Yeah, apparently they do in Japan. That is just nightmarish to me. Yikes. It's like, sorry, Hi. you had a heart attack after 10 p.m., you're <laughs>
1: fucked. <laughs> and there's talk of an insurance card, which I won't bother looking up because that'd probably be weird. But, but, that th- this is an anime where somebody actually has an injury, and one of the things when they continue acting weird is like, oh, let's take you to a hospital. They're actually being sensible in an anime.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. That's
1: not a thing that happens. I know. There's been a couple episodes where they do the reasonable thing, and it's like, this is not anime. People are actually talking to each other.
0: And as as a citizen of the Soviet Republic of Canada, I can attest to the fact that we do all have health cards. Although we don't call them insurance cards.
2: Yeah, I don't know if that was a
4: translation thing. I just like, thought
0: it was because no Americans have insurance, so you don't uh, you don't know how to pronounce it correctly.
4: <laughs> Actually, well, Japan does because... have a private insurance system. Oh. Ah.
2: I figured it was because that Americans don't understand the concept of being able to get healthcare without insurance. <laughs> so, if he's getting healthcare then he must whatever card he has must be insurance.
0: Anyway, the, the, we don't actually see inside the hospital, but they just let this complete amnesiac it back out into the streets. Hey, you'll be fine.
2: <laughs> it's fine.
0: You remember how to go to it's the fine. bathroom, right? Yeah, oh, you're fine.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, he probably just like, well, okay, we'll, we'll get to something else that seems entirely normal from my experience watching anime and also kind of messed up about Japanese society, but. We'll we'll get to that. Being in the next a couple scenes where we find oh. out about his home situation. Yeah, so
0: the, so they they grab a bite to eat, uh get a couple of couple of donuts from fake Seven Eleven.
1: Oh yes, seven what? two mm-hmm. one. We get a close up of Cliff Jump or their feet, and we see Cliff Jumper's feet sneakers rg G one Cliff or well classics. Cliff, cliff classics. Jumper colors. They have the little headlights. It's ridiculous and adorable. <laughs> I kinda want those <laughs> shoes. Well I want I want G2 Thundercracker's jacket and I want those shoes.
2: Oh, I need that jacket so bad.
1: Japan, please. You sell us some ridiculous merch like that. You love doing things yes. like that. I want that jacket so bad. I'll pay like over a hundred dollars for it. Uh anyway, um seven twenty-one, which oh, it's seven eleven. No, it's not just a seven eleven. There's an Ultraman Ultra seven twenty one which is sort of a remake of Ultra 7. Aha! Uh-huh. So there's just more and more references.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, anyway, because they're eating donuts here, I assume that in the Japanese original, they're actually rice balls?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe that was the intent. Oh, God. There, there are so many jokes in this show and references that... I, Yes, yes, it probably was a joke about rice balls.
0: Boy, you, if you know the an, you know the anime jokes are obvious if I'm getting them.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Like if
1: if anything any reference seems at all plausible in the show, I just have to believe it at this point. There's a Megatron apron for fuck's sake. Yeah,
2: I want that apron.
0: Anyway, they are being oh, followed. There, there is just this pale, Jack White looking guy kind of hanging around
1: (laughs) staring creepily at them yeah and he's hunched over and he's got like three swords strapped to his back and
2: And he's all got like dark circles under his eyes and he's
1: yeah his character
2: he's got like upside down d eyes you know
4: as you do he's
0: definitely on the dope
1: (laughs) he kind of feels like he's from a different anime in his design.
0: Yeah, this doesn't really seem like the kind of world where people are just wandering around with swords.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he's a little bit more I mean, retro he also and feels seems like he's like from Lupin or something.
2: Maybe he's, he seems almost like perhaps he's an homage to something with a very different aesthetic.
0: <laughs> I and mean, my first thought was that he looks kind of like that one member of Gorillaz. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> he does
4: yeah. kind of look like Murdoch. I can
1: see that. Yeah. But, um, he, he's, okay, the kids are all references to Shattered Glass because they go to the same school. This guy has another association, find out in future episodes, but, um, he's based upon a Transformers live action movie Dinobot. He's <laughs> slag slash sludge. Which that's, is an odd choice.
0: That's a very odd choice. It
2: is well. It's I mean, less odd when you get to his friends who are based yeah. on the other Dinobots. I mean,
0: it's weird mm-hmm. that uh,
1: you would pick those Dinobots. Rare. Yeah, well, I can see that. They, they have some identifiable things that that work well. Like, um, I love Grimlock's design when we see him—the
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> big face thing.
1: <laughs> yes, it moves. When he
3: talks. It's so good.
0: Uh, anyway, so anyway, this guy, um, you know, he checks. you find she, you know, this girl checks his phone, and he she finds his address. And so,
1: by talking to one of his friends on the phone, yeah, because apparently, and, hey, he has friends,
0: and he, he a, gets there, what? and it turns out his parents are on a business trip for three months,
2: <laughs> and he's just been left home alone. Yeah,
1: um, the trope May- of a- absentee parents is. Such a weird thing that happens in so many anime. Very unsuspicious.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. There are two instances that I can think of possibly references to each other. Uh one referencing the other in magical girl anime of like a teenage character who just lives alone because she's an orphan. Yeah. Like, it, it... do they not have child protective services? <laughs>
1: Wait, well, speaking of, like, magical like magical Madoka, like when we see her parents and they're integral to her character, it's like, this is so refreshing that never happens.
2: Yeah. Well, we that mommy is, as an orphan. Well, moms, yeah. But she may be, that may be an, an homage to Sailor Jupiter, who's also an orphan, who lived alone. Aww. Which is why she liked cooking for all her friends. <laughs> That show man.
0: I mean, I choose to believe instead that his parents are like secret agents or something. This is it's, this is like Richard and Mary Parker.
4: <laughs> Nothing is like Richard and Mary Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Not even them.
0: <laughs> Listen, they're secret spies. They're going to turn up much later, but it turns out they're going to be robots. Yes.
4: <laughs> or
0: blob things, or clones.
4: You don't know. <laughs>
0: So yeah, he goes to school where again, still amnesiac. uh That's really gonna really gonna impact his grades.
1: <laughs> we get all sorts of Everyone. eerie
0: establishing shots.
1: Yes, yeah, some of them are kind of really ominous because, like, like uh, there's a drink fountain that's out of order. There, there's a, a caution sign. Like a lot of them are normal normal school things, but yeah, it does set up an ominous feeling. It
0: really does feel like the Twin Peaks theme should be playing over this.
1: and we see more more students that are more references so we
0: we get the we get rika's friends uh which uh one of which is the uh the aforementioned uh shattered glass sound wave who has like a like a surgical like one of those masks that you see people wearing when they have colds
1: yeah yeah which is almost a fashion thing in japan
4: oh okay not almost. It it flat out is now. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, There are some fashion ones, but she's wearing a basic white one.
0: Yeah. Because psh, she's out with. And another friend who is, I believe, Starscream.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> who, who's an adorable little weirdo? You notice her in the backgrounds making ridiculous smiles in a few scenes. She's she's a friendly star. Yes. But she's still a Starscream.
2: They're they're very cute. That's Shattered Glass Starscream, so, you know, she can
4: be friendly. Uh, I'd say that she'd pretty much have to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And meanwhile, our protagonist has forgotten the concept of lunch.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, will is- uh, Lucky you can remember his name and how to read. Depending on what he turns out to be, that might make sense. And he's also forgotten his buddy,
0: uh, who is uh, Show. And he Uh, is the aforementioned uh sideswipe guy.
1: Yeah. Shou Utsumi, who has a nerdier voice in English than he does in Japanese. I guess it kind of works for his character because he's an
0: Ultraman nerd. Right. Ultraman exists in this uh in this fictional world.
2: Yeah. Well Yeah, as uh as fiction, correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah, since, since yeah. Gridman isn't actually Ultraman, it makes sense. Ultraman is a TV show here, multiple TV
3: shows.
0: and so you know they get reacquainted. Um, he, uh, he mentions Gridman, trying to figure out you know what's the deal with what a nobody knows what a Gridman is, and also <laughs> he's forgotten mind. his lunch. But good news—it is here that he is acquainted with the uh, the creepy pink-haired girl from the beginning, who is Akane
4: Shinjo.
0: Yes, <laughs> she is. uh She is both beautiful and brilliant, and she brought him a special dog.
2: Yes, which is, it, it looks yeah. pretty special.
3: Well, it's a hot
0: dog. It's yeah. on a hamburger bun, and yes. it's got what appears to be a, hard, a slice of hard-boiled egg on top of it.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, All of these hot things dogs are true. In Japan, are weird to begin with. Um. Wait, let me. And it's wrapped in plastic, so it's clearly cold. Yeah. I I did a little bit of looking up in hot dogs in Japan, and it always confuses me. Like, there are hot dogs in vending machines in Japan? But this hot dog, this specific hot dog, (laughs) is a reference to the original Gridman. This hot dog is in an episode, and it inspires them to design the sword and shield that Gridman uses.
4: Good lord. <laughs> okay, these people have committed to sparkle motion. That's what's happening. Oh we gosh, are seeing full commitment to sparkle motion. Madness. Very
1: rare. <laughs> and and while um, this purple-haired girl... What the fuck's her name again? Akane Shinjo. Uh, Akane, while she's giving uh, Yuta the hot dog hamburger concoction thing, because she has an extra... She's doing a Baltan pose with her hands sticking out of her sleeves in, in little pinchies. The, the traditional Baltan uh, alien pose. <clears throat> that, that's more Ultraman references. And there's a girl on the side bouncing a volleyball who's on the volleyball team with her friends. She accidentally hits the ball. It goes flying, smashes the hot dog sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich, definitely in this context. Uh. <laughs> and you just like it's just a little squished. It's okay. Or, oh, no. after a long comedy beat, there's a long pause, which is great. There's an announcement that happens during it. It's so quiet.
0: Yeah, this is this is treated as if uh, you know some 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 horrific act of violence has just occurred.
1: Yes, it's very and, dramatic. it's just a slightly it's... squished sandwich. And
0: this hot dog isn't even in that bad shape.
1: No, it's still cold. I mean,
0: and it's been desecrated it's with animal. a hard-boiled a egg, meal. which I find completely distasteful.
1: It's got lettuce and onion and a giant egg on it, which is weird, but apparently it's a thing they do in Japan, or at least at Japa Dog in Canada. I wouldn't Ooh, turn
0: it down. I No, it, it looks good. <laughs> I don't care for hard-boiled eggs.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, I love them. But they're so bland.
0: <laughs> they taste like egg.
1: A deviled egg would be better. You don't like eggs.
0: I cool. don't care for them.
1: Well, I, can... I, I don't like some weird things, so I, I'm not one to talk. What are you, my mom? But there's a long. <laughs> Yuda's okay with this. Um, Akane is kind of angry, and another student like, "Damn it! Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that?" Um. What?
0: Uh, it not like somebody fell okay, down David? there.
4: David, are you okay? Uh-oh. Oh my God! Is I think exciting? he's dead.
0: Oh dear. And, <laughs> Hello. Yes. Are you okay? God,
2: he has risen.
0: <laughs> he is risen indeed
1: <laughs> Okay, um before I drop my mic, I was looking for the name of the character on the volleyball team who's bouncing the ball and causes the chaos. Um You, you mean uh you mean Psy Dim her name is oh it, something Tonkawa? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Tonka mm-hmm. is her name. Aha. Uh-huh. Toy refer- company oh. reference. There's a lot of them. <laughs> Th- there'll be more in the future episodes. But yeah, her design is is based on Psykill. Which, once you realize <laughs> that, is a massive spoiler for what happens later in the episode. Because this is a Transformer no, story, and she's Psykill. Oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't
2: belong here.
4: Oh, man. I feel so vindicated as a creator right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, a massive stream of references can be a
1: series.
3: <laughs> yes! And should.
1: Uh, it's like, the reference density of this show dwarfs, like... We did, a, as a... What was it, April Fool's or something? The Panty and Stocking Transformers episode. The reference density oh, yeah. in that... Is lower than each episode of this show, and there's <laughs> multiple episodes of the show. I, it's ridiculous. As, as
2: I, uh, and this is a, a later episode, I think one that just aired mm-hmm. uh, as we we're recording this. And and I okay, so some people may be aware that that I have been working part time at Starbucks. So the. The episode where they go to a coffee shop and the, the fake knockoff Starbucks logo has, like, a Zaku face. Yeah, it's,
1: it's kind of like a Zaku face or a little bit like Gypsy Danger from Pacific Rim. I'm not sure specifically <laughs> what it's a reference to. It's probably something even more obscure. <laughs> like, it, it, it's actually supposed to be Omega Supreme or something. Yeah, I
2: mean, Zaku's are green.
1: Yeah, it's it's green. I, I forget what the name of it is. I mean, not always, but generic. Yeah, but it's just like... Um, I'm, I'm used to anime having weird references. But weird references from a, a company that's related to Bandai to toys that are made by Takara, a different company, and shit in America... <laughs> I'm overwhelmed by this show to the point of joy. It's, it's great.
2: Like I said, just going into it without any spoilers, it's just like, it must have been so mind blowing.
1: It's like, the first, thing, like, I was going to watch it anyway, cause it's Gridman and Ultraman related. I love that shit. Tokusatsu. Mm-hmm. But, but to, to even see the things, like, and I was seeing things as people were posting it on Twitter, it's like, wait, is that? Is that? Wait, what? Then I watch it and I see even more references, like, the fuck? And then it just keeps going. How do you think I feel? I know! That's why I had to get you for at least the first episode.
0: Like you're in an episode of The Twilight Zone.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
4: it's like, okay, we're just gonna... From my standpoint, I'm just like the guy that went to sleep and the government robots came down and just sucked his brain. (laughs) And pulled yeah. all of his best ideas out and went off. Uh, it's, it's so weird because it's it's the most throwaway, like, we're making a joke we don't think anyone will get. Ha ha ha. Oh, wait. It's being reflected across the f- frickin' Pacific. Oh, now it's part of a completely unrelated franchise. What have it's I like wrought?
2: that movie. Uh... I forget the name of it, but the one that was about the woman who, like, realized that some kaiju in Korea was mimicking oh, um, her no. Colossal.
0: That's, that's, so- yeah, that's actually colossal. a really good movie.
2: I need to watch it.
0: Strong recommend. But
2: yeah, it's, it's like that, except
4: it's like, wait, with
2: less killing Koreans.
4: What? Huh? And I'm I'm sitting here like, well, you better freaking get model kits of these monsters. Uh, uh, I, I had better be able to I, order a vinyl version of these guys. I, at the very <laughs> least... stole I, them from my brain. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I hope... Well, presumably, we're at least going to get uh, Rika and Akane as nendoroids or something. There'll be lots of statues of them in bikinis and crap. <laughs> Hopefully, of we'll course. get some of the other characters. I kind of doubt it. But uh, yes, monsters. Fuck yes, we need the monsters. They, they are making... uh I just... <laughs> Grid man I just with want all his that t-shirt. Additions. Jacket. New jacket. But yeah, uh, where the fuck are we? The,
2: that's the point where it's like when he shows up and it's like what the hell? <laughs> like, the shoes, you could be like that looks weirdly familiar but his shirt is just like so, and then he's got the bag with the strap that says turbo on it. Like,
1: <laughs> There are so many things you could point to as like this is the most obvious reference, like the Thundercracker jacket. It, it, it's like a cl- yes. it's like a snow jacket from the nineties. So, okay, maybe that would happen, even though it says thunder on the back and has a shark, which I'll it has, shark yeah, it maybe.
2: has like an angry shark jet cartoon but, like, on it.
1: Soundwave girl has like a shawl, big scarf thing she wears. It's light blue, and on it is a white outline of a cat. <laughs> Fucking SG <laughs> yes. Ravage. So when she waves her arm while holding the shawl, Ravage is waving like <laughs> that. That's dedication to a ridiculous reference.
4: Like I said, they've committed a sparkle motion.
1: <laughs> anyway, where the fuck are we in the episode? The comedy beat. All right, so we, then... we,
4: we now cut to a mysterious
0: figure who is sculpting a kaiju.
1: Oh, yes, with ominous nah, music. And being lighting.
0: overseen by, like, a weird monster voiced by a guy doing a Tim Curry impression. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Uh, Alexis Carab, yes. which yes. is an angel name. Um, and his design is sort of like a progression of... <sighs> Trigger has done a show... A weird sort of flash animated thing called Inferno Cop. With a ridiculous (laughs) Mm -hmm. cop whose head's on fire and has, like, Gurren Lagann-like glasses. So it's that character design, but also... So um, Ghost Rider. Yes, he's basically Ghost Rider as a cop. But there's another series they made called Lucario or something, where that design became a chief bad guy, but it was, like, pointier and angrier. And this is pointier and angrier still. So it's an overarching design in Trigger shows. Is it
4: like, but it's in scourge
1: colors. Yeah, uh-huh. but but it's also like a massive reference to um, Kilo Khan or whatever the fuck his name was in Japan, who's sort of a Darth Vader with Tim Curry's voice.
4: But they got that like bright pink and teal thing going though, with yeah. the black.
0: Uh, Apparently, his name in Japan was Kahn Digifier. Oh, Kilo Khan's way better. Yes, it
4: is. (laughs) It's a pun. Well, they might have a different pun.
1: That's true. Thank you.
4: Stop being so, like, ethnocentric.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the problem is, puns in Japan. There are too many of them.
2: Oh, man, they love puns.
1: everybody's name in this show besides being like toy references are also puns probably
0: so we, we go back to the junk shop um her uh, her mother is upset because they came in through the front door and she was hoping for a customer because this place apparently does no business
2: <laughs> well, because who doesn't I need mean... coffee
0: and also one of those waving cat statues
2: I would, I would spend all my time at this place.
1: Well, the Waving Cat statue is going to be in there anywhere. There, there's like a jukebox and a weird toaster just sitting around.
2: But is there a pachinko machine?
1: <laughs> Probably in the back somewhere.
2: That's fair.
4: Sitting right under the crate of episode set up to explain what a pachinko machine is <laughs> so we can air yes. this in the United States.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: And just about now an actual kaiju attacks and it is like a weird goofy dragon thing and i really appreciate that it has been apparently animated to look like it's a guy in a monster
4: suit yes
2: Yes! i love the whole thing
4: (laughs) can i just say that i i appreciate that this is a slapdash monster that has been thrown together by the villain and its fingers and toes and bits of its horns are armature wire
1: Yes. Yes. yes it's and oh, it's also, dedication it just, to making a ridiculous monster.
2: It just stares dead-eyed mm. ahead because it's, you know, like a guy in a rubber suit.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a guy in a rubber suit. It's not finished. It it It's amazing CG that looks close enough to actual animation cells that, actually, there probably are a few animation cells for some things it does, but.
0: And it's oh, also suffering from the heartbreak of psoriasis. <laughs> yes, it's as, as we learn, chipping and
1: bits of it are falling apart, and um, it's yet again another Transformers reference, mostly to the deco and, and spikes on it. It's fucking Power Hug.
3: Oh,
4: it is. Oh my god.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Good lord! Oh, I thought you checked the reference. Sheet. Power Hug of all things. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, like, Retrax not only are we is... dealing
4: with a Transformers fan, we are dealing with a hipster
0: Transformers oh, fan. Ah, <laughs>
4: <Yes.
2: laughs> oh, the worst kind.
0: I mean, I, I will say that Retrax is legitimately one of my top five Beast Wars toys. <laughs>
4: All the Season 2 villains will be based on unreleased colors from the 1985 McDonald's promotion only in St. Louis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, oh God. To to be perfectly honest, I'm waiting for under three. <laughs> There's a freaking
4: lion head to just fall out of the sky.
1: Yeah, that would be appropriate. Be
4: very evangelian, really. Yeah. yeah. oh I,
1: man. I mean, I'd say I'd want to put money down on it, but there are so many possible obscure references that could happen. Like, that may be like 15th on the list. I mean, if
0: it's a giant head, I just want it to be uh Zardoz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, then it'd be, uh oh, what's the Megatron head mode called?
0: Oh, uh, the, Grand oh the Grand
4: Mall. Grand yes. Mall, yeah.
1: Yeah, that'll probably happen. God.
0: <laughs> The spark is good. The penis is evil. All
4: bets are off at this stage.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, this... this, And this is... uh, It goes directly for this high school where we just cut to this careless volleyballer just hanging out. Cut immediately to her fiery death.
2: (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, it's not like... Explicit, but she's there, and then it, there is explosion where she was.
1: The so. school explodes.
0: Boosh. Yeah, no, this isn't Terminator 2 or anything, but she's clearly dead. Yes. And I forgot to mention earlier how she, uh, said that she would, you know, she would d- reflect on this mistake and then immediately said, okay, I've reflected now. <laughs>
2: That's, that was pretty cute.
1: Uh, Cycle is so adorable and she's gone.
2: Alas cycle.
0: And it is not stopping at the uh, the high school. It, it is tearing up the town. Like we we there is a ridiculous amount of uh property damage here. I guess uh, this is uh I guess they're their uh, homage to Michael Bay.
2: Or like every kaiju thing ever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. What you can get away with destruction. This is some serious
0: Bayhem.
4: Yes. And at this point, Yuto Hibiki is is merged with Servo.
1: Yes, he gets he gets oh, yeah. sucked
4: into the computer.
1: Ah, oh, he turns into a wonderful animation smear.
2: Yes,
0: and they and now once he is in the computer with Servo, uh, his friends can actually see what's going on. Well, his friend and also that girl they hang out with. Yes. <laughs> he does not appear to care much
4: for either of them. No. <laughs> you just got to understand sure. the
1: tropes, man.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, someone has to be the Sundere.
1: Is, uh, old computers are scary. They can suck you in. <laughs> yes,
4: old computers are terrifying. God, this reminds me of so much Digimon Season 3. Ooh.
2: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, old computers are kind of scary.
0: And yeah, his, uh, his friend is very excited about this because it's just like, you know, the uh, the Ultraman series. And, and she's all, you know,
4: like, thousands of people are dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta say, as someone who's done three D three D animation, this is very impressive. Good job,
0: yes. Because yeah, he, yeah, he merges it's... with Gridman slash Servo. They go out, and he has a big fight with the monster.
4: Which is really what you would expect from three D animation at any given time. Yes. Yeah. And
2: there are some very good, like shots that that are clearly you know because because there's that. That one shot that's, like, in every kaiju giant robot person, guys in suits thing, that's just the straight-on shot with the city, and then the good guy is on the right, and the bad guy is on the left. And, yes. like, even the the more recent U.S. Godzilla had some shots like that, because that's that's such an important thing. And mm-hmm. by gotta do it, I mean, it, I don't it know. It gives you
1: a layout of the battlefield...
2: Probably because of low production costs.
1: Well, yeah.
2: I'm assuming it's because of low production costs, like limiting their camera angles. Yeah, well,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <In early laughs> you have a few good up, up shots to show how big they are, and then you have distance shots to show them off in the battlefield. Uh, and then you have, um, yeah, and- SG Sideswipe pick up some real gear binoculars to see the fight. Oh, that's yes.
4: right. That's what those are. <laughs> My God. This is ludicrous. Which is also, by the way, drenches g2 weapon yeah oh. those colors <laughs> same colors oh, same I shape i didn't
3: realize that
4: they managed a double reference uh-huh and a pair of binoculars I'm
3: gonna, have,
2: I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch this with the dub so that my eyes are not having to go even for a moment down to to read the
4: text <laughs> the dub voices are actually really good yeah i thought they were quite good yeah
2: I usually don't have problems with dubs. Anyone, anytime anyone complains about dubs, I bring up headmasters. <laughs> like, no, you don't understand a bad dub. Let me tell you about a bad
4: dub. Um, Was this dub, they,
0: in fact, uh, performed by the only three English-speaking peop- people in Singapore? No? Then you're okay. And did
4: you pay $60 for the privilege? Yes. <laughs> Cause I did. Oh man! (laughs) At a Suncoast video.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he is getting his ass kicked by this monster until uh, Rika decides that you know you know she's got to help him by being uh, the the guy in the chair. Yes. And and yelling at the computer is not her. It's time for her
2: to be the oracle. Yeah. No, I. Hey, honestly. Computers that old didn't usually have microphones. No. <laughs> yeah. Or sound cards. I didn't have one with a sound card for quite a while. And
1: there's an odd thing, although it, it makes sense because it's easier in animation, but it just seems weird. The keyboard doesn't have any letters on it of any kind. Yeah. It's just
3: blank. It's,
2: probably, it's either worn out or it's oh, yeah, one of those, like, edgy hipster ones that are like... I don't need to have my keys labeled because I'm such a badass with my mechanical keyboard.
1: <laughs> anyway, so they, they quickly type and tell Yuta to, to attack its neck, which is crumbling. It's its weak point for massive damage. And then the theme song kicks in yes. during the fight. And
4: Gigabutt is kicked. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: So there's a stat screen during the power up. Yeah. Did you notice that with the stat bars? Like is <laughs> what did those I was sort of thinking that they were the headmaster's ones, oh, but God, I don't God. think they are cuz doesn't that have int? Maybe yep, yeah, the power you know, it,
0: going
4: I up. I think intelligence. That. They're flat out the D&D stats. Stat. Oh. oh. Yes. I
2: mean, it's it's strength, dex, con and pow.
1: Oh. Yeah,
4: so like up through the first three, they're D&D stats. <laughs> Yes.
2: They're also the first three are ones that are frequently used and, uh, I think have been used at some point. I don't know if, if World of Warcraft ever got Constitution, but it definitely had strength and dex. Mm-hmm.
0: So he, he destroys this monster. Um, he, he gets punted back out of the computer into reality. And everybody just takes a moment to process what's going on, and Rika just wants to go to bed.
2: <laughs> She's done. I mean, she had to do with
0: monsters, amnesiacs, virtual reality.
2: Yeah, I mean, she is done, <laughs> and you really can't blame
0: her. Yeah, anyway, the news is reporting on you know monsters. Their, their school was destroyed.
1: Um, the uh, no, nobody YouTube com- YouTube user Soundwave is gets on the TV. She has a
3: yes.
0: blog. Hey, hey guys! My school was just destroyed by a monster.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I blame teenagers.
0: Yeah, so we we cut back. We got another, we got another mysterious teaser with this, uh you know, mysterious monster sculpting individual and their Tim Curry boss. <laughs> yes. And we, yeah, you know, so we cut to credits, and then we get an after credit scene in which yeah. they go to school, and it's still there. Yep. <gasps> mm-hmm.
2: But wasn't it blown up? Dun, dun, so that means dun. everything is okay now, right? I assume
0: this is like a meta reference to how like Angel Grove is, and other <laughs> kaiju-afflicted cities are not just smoldering piles of rubble.
1: Yeah, th- this is a meta thing, but it's hard to tell what exactly the meta thing is yet, anyway.
0: I mean, I assume this comes
1: up next episode. It might episode.
2: be one of those things like, you know, like Kimono Friends, where there's some bigger meta thing that you don't find out till the end, and it's like some big twist.
3: Yeah, there's,
1: see, there's
4: other things. This goes back to when I said earlier that I had a theory. Of,
2: <gasps> What's the theory?
4: About the giant, uh, about the immobile kaiju that you see. We don't know how many times Alexis Carib and Akane Shinjo have successfully unleashed a kaiju upon the town at this point. Yep. We don't know how many Uh times that's happened before and no one knows. I think whenever they have a successful uncontested attack, that that kaiju becomes one of those images in the sky. Oh. Oh. Uh Maybe. So the ones that are in the background that don't move are ones that have successfully attacked and killed before.
1: Ooh. Ooh. That's a neat idea. Which
4: is kind of supported because I also went on wikis. (laughs) And (laughs) it turns out that the one that's in the sky just happens to be very similar to the very first kaiju that shows up in the original Gridman slash Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad show. (laughs)
2: Superhuman Samurai.
4: Okay, I'll stop now.
2: (laughs) Cyber Squad. Yeah, I'm
1: using that theme song. Of course. (laughs) <laughs> How could you not?
2: We have to sing.
1: We would have to learn all the words.
0: Uh, so that's my that... theory
4: on the sky kaiju, though. I think that's entirely that plausible. That they're the ones that have successfully attacked in the past, because it would be it would be narratively unsatisfying if this was the first time they had attacked.
1: Yeah, the, the... Now, c-
4: clearly, stuff has
1: gone on before. Yeah. Yeah, because I cause, mean
2: uh, he has
4: amnesia.
1: Akane's annoyed that somebody showed up and screwed up her plan. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. And in fact, so clearly she's done it in the past.
1: Yeah,
0: and I, I in fact have a theory of my own.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, go
3: for
0: it. And uh, this is based on having seen none of these subsequent episodes or knowing anything <laughs> about much of anything. But uh, much as uh, Cliffjumper and Shattered Glass is a. Uh, is displaced from another universe. He is from one of the versions of this city that was destroyed by Kaiju and has crossed over into this one, which is why he doesn't remember he anything. he
2: has amnesia. Mm-hmm. It's just like Bravely Default. Yes. Yeah. I
0: don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> That's
2: a game. It, it's, it's an RPG. Okay, yeah.
1: It does seem clear that Yuta isn't from this world in some respects. He doesn't even go here. Yeah.
4: It seems yeah. really convenient that his parents just happen to be away on a multiple months long trip. It's like, I,
2: I have a, a theory. Uh, my theory is that if you die in the game, you die for
1: real. <laughs> um, is spoilers that Spoilers about next episode? <laughs> yes.
3: Oh. Um,
1: oh no. Well, in that fucking cycle was in this episode was
4: yeah
0: that's uh <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's a big was
1: yeah which is well in the opening of the next episode it kind of gives that away yeah nice cracking glass
4: not to give not to give away any kind of spoilers but i do think it's interesting that like when i was a kid when the giant monster attacked you just were like yeah sure of course the city's going to be rebuilt by next episode
3: hmm.
4: yeah yeah, uh, obviously uh and apparently because the internet ruins everything <laughs> that now has to be taken into account in the series
1: premise. Yeah, well but, but in a way that makes it sort of like cosmic horror in that no, this was fucked up and why is it fixed? What the fuck? Uh Reality has no meaning. Oh
3: and
2: I love it when reality has no meaning. You... See, I don't understand fun, but I understand reality has no meaning. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that when some of my co-workers found out my middle name was Joy, they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh.
3: It's
4: like
0: it's like when a big guy gets nicknamed Tiny.
1: Yes. Except,
2: you oh, know, if only from your... birth.
1: If only your last name started with a J, too.
2: Yes, then I would be JJJ. If only it was Jameson. Yeah, that's right. I'm changing my last name to Jameson. I'm legally changing my last name to Jameson.
4: If you do, I will provide you with pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> like thank you. Because that's obviously what you're going to need immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. Like, as soon as I get out of whatever building one has to go to to file those documents.
4: Yeah. Pictures of Spider-Man. Bam.
2: Thank you. <laughs>
0: So that is the first episode of S- Gridman. Yes. I believe, what's this one called? Awakening? Yeah.
1: Superhuman samurai.
2: samurai. Yes. Baby dun dun,
0: Awakening. Baby dun dun.
1: Gridman.
0: And yes, this is going to be a regular thing.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, monthly, eventually. We'll, we'll, we'll be bumping a normal Prime episode away to do this because, holy fuck, how could I not? I mean, it, it, it's a combination. It it feels like this show was designed specifically for me. It, it's like there's a mm. conspiracy going on. I should be pointing at a board with a bunch of arrows and lines. It's crazy, which is think. so strange. Anime, kaiju, Gridman, which which I liked, and I I didn't like Power Rangers. I liked Gridman. I actually watched all the episodes. Fucking Transformers, obscure Transformers. Once I'm I'm kicking myself now for not buying.
3: <laughs> so
2: weird and random and <laughs> i my brain still hurts a little bit have i mentioned i've mentioned repeatedly on the podcast the whole thing about the the surreal the surreality of of going to like suncoast video and there being like trade collections of of uk transformers this is so far beyond any of <laughs> that <event. laughs> like quantum light years <laughs> beyond I that was just, level of surrealism
4: I, I was just coming up with stupid freaking jokes <laughs> that was most of what i was doing It was like i gotta reverse everything in transformers well i'm gonna go full earth three on this bitch and <laughs> well
2: congrats you have influenced popular culture and somebody
1: made earth Four.
4: It. good is bad
0: up is down hamburgers eat people
4: I have influenced popular culture in a completely different country.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is like finding
4: out that your Babylon Five fanfic has altered the cultural progress of India. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the fuck has happened? Yes. <laughs> Wait, you're How? not. Suppo- I'm not supposed to influence you. You're supposed to influence me. This is completely
2: backward. adulthood is weird
4: (laughs) they've all just been making it up all this entire time and they never told us they were all like oh yeah like when you're a grown up you'll know no all you'll know is the blind panic children
2: everything (laughs) is super important and artistic and no everybody just makes everything up and then like copies other people's things that they
4: made up (laughs) Yeah, nothing yes. means everything and everything means everything.
3: Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, so please join us next time. Uh, Trent, thank you so much for joining us on this, on the first leg of this completely insane journey. Please. Yeah. And, uh, before you take off, is there anything else you'd like to plug? Uh,
4: well, uh, not, not anything additional, just, check out isle of rangoon check out prize inside and uh see you all around
2: buy some awesome uh, titan master heads
0: yeah that's right for the cassette guns all sorts of crazy accessories
1: cassette guns look awesome little bambogs they're fun too <laughs> uh,
0: so so until next time i'm rob
4: i'm jen i'm david and i'm trent
3: Now, let's
1: hope my internet does not fuck up. Anymore. It's okay; go. I can sync it if it's only a few seconds. Yeah. Nice internet. My main problem. Well, it was out this morning. I think it was snowing again, which, for some reason, I think like frost gets into the cables. I don't know. It's uh, happened before. I want snow. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you? Do you really? It's only
1: been a dusting recently. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Right, how's snow in Canada?
0: I mean, I mean, I mean, Canada. We have had snow.
1: So far, oh, of course, it's like the fourth snow I think up here, but it, it hasn't been a serious accumulation yet. Well, um, okay, uh we introduce ourselves. We Let say our own first name. Get um,
2: my actual notes for this because it's still turned over.
0: Okay, good. so what? Uh, we, should, we, should
1: I lead yeah. it into Trent, or Trent will just pop up on his own? Uh,
0: well, I guess we'll we'll introduce ourselves and then we introduce in the our. Place. And with us uh, for this episode, we have a special guest, et cetera. Et cetera.
4: Okay, sounds good to
1: me. Yeah. Um. Anybody have any idea what the fuck you want to call this podcast? Because this is going to be our new Okey podcast. Dokie Um Once a month, we're, we're preempting Prime to do this shit.
0: Okay. Um. Off. Off the grid.
1: Off the. Mm, that kind of works. Other people yeah, are
2: better at now, puns than work. me. I
1: was thinking shattered grid man, but <laughs> that well, that that's maybe too on the nose. Off the, off the grid kind of works. Yeah. It's also a good pun. Yeah.
0: You know I love puns. Mm-hmm. I torment
4: uh, you all with them frequently.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Makes me sad.
4: I sometimes make them into three-dimensional objects and sell them on Shapewise. It's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, too. <laughs> there, there oh, my God. I have button. to buy the cassette things. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Um, After you introduce yourself, plug the fuck out oh, of yes. everything. Oh, yes.
4: Alright, cool. I will do so.
1: And, and then we'll plug again at the end, cause this is probably gonna end up being an hour long <laughs> episode.